Hello, everyone, and welcome to Critnet. Here we have one of our players. Say hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. <laughs> uh, and he is going to be introducing who he will be playing in our magnificent adventure. Uh, Chris, why don't you tell us your character's name and a bit about him before we jump into a story today with him? I shall be assuming the identity of Gaskar. He is a mongoose, and uh, he's got he's got some sticky claws. But he doesn't just steal things because he's a thief. Ah, no, he is an artificer. He wants to steal things so he can make things. Indeed. Which leads to some very interesting circumstances, as we will perhaps soon see. All right. So, Gaskar, you find yourself right now, your eyes flickering open into a bed of white. You feel humidity around you. It's as if you're in a very dense fog cloud. Coming to consciousness, you feel the wind whistling by your ears. And you feel your arms pumping. You feel like you're running. Not running. Sprinting. And you realize very quickly, you are not just sprinting. You are fleeing. You are fleeing something but you do not know what. But the only feeling in your heart right now is run, run. You have to get away from it. What is it? You do not know. What do you do? Well, I'm gonna be continuing to run. But as Gaskar is running, I'm constantly turning my uh, head around, but not necessarily just the look at what it is that I am running from, but I am looking for anything that I might be able to use to make this a little bit more of a expeditious runaway. <laughs> As you glance back, you don't see anything, but you hear footsteps. Roll a perception check. Eleven. Eleven. It is not just one, but it is two. You also don't, you still don't see anything, but at least you're able to deduce that your pursuers are not one, but two. And as you're going, suddenly something wishes by your head, causing your head to snap back forward, and you see a branch heading right towards your head. One of the things that I know I'm going to be doing is fiddling around with the stuff that is in my pack as I'm running to try and create something that, um, like, almost kind of like a, um, what are those things called when you throw them up on a ledge to try and um, climb up the ledge? Grappling hook. The name. Yes, grappling hook. Thank you. Um, to make a grappling hook out of um, the rope I have in my Dungeoneer's backpack and uh, the pry bar that I have. What's interesting about this is as you reach back to grab your material, your mind racing, figuring out exactly what you need to do, your pack is not there. You have none of your equipment. It's also very interesting. As you look down at your legs, you don't see the mongoose's body. Matter of fact, you're able to make out very little of a form itself. You're only able to see this vague, fuzzy outline of these arms and legs in some, some semblance of baggy clothing. But you're not able to make out anything beyond that. But the branches continue to come, and you continue to try to duck and weave through them, becoming denser and denser. I think I get thoroughly distracted by this. Uh, I am still running as hard as I can, but I'm taking moments to look at my hand, which 
I am seeing is not that of a mongoose. I'm not seeing the claws that I'm so used to be uh, to using and so adept at making things with. And it's at this point when you look at your hand during one of these that you see it almost as if it's amorphous, like what? the very mist around you is becoming that of your hand, becoming material and then fading away in the material again. And then you see the rocks. Uh, and that is when uh, you see what smooth forested floor you've been running on suddenly becomes jagged. And you see a boulder and several boulders before you. And they're going to block your path unless you're able to figure out a way through. Now, this would be really good if I had that grappling hook right now. Is there a branch on the ground that I can use like a pull to pull vault? There is. I want to do that. All right. Make a dexterity check. You should be good at those. Ooh, yeah, I'm good at that. That's a <laughs> 21. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How do you do this? This is a big, long stick. So I, for a moment, as I'm you know, looking at my hand, that is, I imagine to be almost somewhat see-through, that this mm-hmm. is just not my hand. Uh, I see through it, this stick on the ground, um, and I, uh, I know those rocks are coming, and I just reach down, grab it, Imagine I almost do a kind of like a tuck and roll to grab it so I keep my momentum and stick it in the ground right at the base of the rocks to get the most leverage. As I come down, seek to land on my feet and continue to run. And once you get over that first pile of rocks, you see other ones, but you begin to make out figures. Not necessarily figures of people, but structures. As you're running by, the kind of dark shadows of houses and dilapidated buildings begin to fly by you. The sound beneath your feet no longer is of crunching leaves and soft earth, but of hard cobblestone. And this time, as you just catch a quick glance behind you, you see that your pursuers, their silhouettes are beginning to form in the mist as they're drawing closer and closer to you. So is there anything in my way? Like, am I needing to duck and dive between things? Or is there something that can give me some shelter and maybe provide a alternative path to to try and shake them? Roll a perception check. Oh, that ain't good. That's a six. A six. Even through the the dilapidated buildings, looking around, glancing around, the mist is too thick. You're not able to see any alleyways to duck through or any other labyrinth-like breaks that you're able to see if you can lose your pursuers in. But you do hear something, even with a six. It is a low, dull roar, constant and natural, but exuding from in front of you. It sounds like water almost. I'm running towards the water. Uh, my thoughts are, if I can get into the water and hide beneath the surface, just maybe, just maybe, they'll lose me. Okay. Perfect thinking. And as you run, the cobblestone once again lays bare to grass. But this time, what feels to be a field. The large silhouettes of the stone structures melt and fade into the mist. And you just see these small sprigs of grass quickly flowing by you. And as you run harder and harder and harder... 
you hear the sound of this water, this perhaps stream, no, river. As you get closer and closer and the war does not stop, it gets louder and louder and louder and louder until it is almost deafening you. And you feel as though you are reaching the shores of some great writhing body of water of which you cannot see. Can I roll a panic check? (laughs) Is it becoming like physically painful on my ears? Just about, especially at this point where it is, it is like you're standing underneath a waterfall. Okay. I, I still think like if there is no other path in front of me that getting into this waterfall has got to be safer than succumbing to whatever is pursuing. Do you continue onward? I do. And if there is water, I jump. In these brief moments, your mind calculating every risk, every way, every out, you continue. And you see the white milkiness around you suddenly begin to turn blue. And you begin to slow. Everything around you just begins to slow down. Your breathing, your heartbeat, everything just seems to almost stop. And you hear this crack behind you. Do you look? I do. You see the silhouettes right behind you. A blistering white and blue light emanating from one of their hands. And as it streaks towards you, this bolt of lightning, it careens into you. And as pain radiates from you, your vision shatters like a million blue fragmented pieces. And you shoot up from your bed once again. Another dream. (sighs) Not again. This is the fifth time this week. And it's only Friday. Well, I ain't going back to bed. That was crapping. Guess it's time to make my way off to the fools because I am not staying in bed. And you are delighted to know that as you pull the slight curtains back, it is sunny out. And it is about 10 o'clock in the morning. Basic hustle and bustle of the uh, Swarf District just kind of emanating from the streets below. People finally getting up and going to their jobs. And the usual hustle and bustlers beginning to pick up. Well, I'm immediately beginning to take a look around. Because I want to make sure like there's enough, there's enough tall people for my short little mongoose body to slink inside and out of the crowd. One of the things I also wanted to ask you, are mongooses relatively common in this area? I mean, obviously not sentient ones like me, but my furry brothers and sisters. Uh, in Everrain, they have been known to make their, their habitats uh, in more of the fringes of societies, uh, usually wherever there's water. Uh, and Everrain being very well known for water... They are quite common. Sentient ones, mm, you haven't met one so far, so can you guess they're pretty rare? Okay, so what I'm going to do is I I imagine I have made a, my, I'm going out in the public as a sentient being pack, and I have also made my, nobody's going to suspect I'm a freaking mongoose that is sentient. 
little tiny belts that hid in the folds of the skin around my shoulder blade and kind of actually hangs underneath my body so that as I'm running on all fours, as I'm swimming through water, nobody is the wiser that I have in this little bag. Some simple thieves tools and a knife. Okay. Uh, and as you go out, are you disguising yourself in any way or are you just... All natural. You've lived here long enough that people don't give you too much of a sideways glance. Some people kind of almost step on you on occasion and have to kind of step out of your way. Apologize, but continue on. Well, I, I, I pay them no mind until I do get my tail stepped on once, I imagine. And I, at that point, I like hiss at them in some sort of like very mongoosey way. Just <laughs> and, and at that point, it would just continue to run along. I don't know. Is there is there like streams and creeks or kind of like rivers? I imagine they're like stoned in or channeled through the city if there are any. But like, are are those there so, those sort of things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're kind of quarries, not quarries, um, aqueducts. So yeah, I imagine where I got my tail stepped on was near one of those, and I hiss and I I run and I jump into one of those, <laughs> but then I quickly <laughs> swim to the other side, and I am eyeing this person with every intent to just take something <laughs> off of them that's going to ruin their day. What do I see? Uh, you see on this, uh, you know, middle-aged uh, half-orc who really wasn't paying you much mind until he stepped on you, uh, you see kind of a, a small pouch on his left side. Uh, you see him kind of holding a large sack. Seems like he's carrying something from one place to another. He has a bandana on, uh, tying back what seems to be what is left of his one long braid he had that seems recently cut. Satchel on his side is the thing that catches your attention, if anything. Okay. Um, I want it. Okay. Uh, make a, uh, sleight of hand check. That is a 19. 19. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you succeed. Uh, <laughs> Cheers. As you hiss at him, uh, he is more taken aback at the small creature hissing at him, and you don't recognize him necessarily, and he's he's probably one of the newer people here and is stunned to see a mongoose hissing at him with what looks to be humanoid wearings and everything. Well, uh, no, 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 I'm not I'm not wearing anything that would give me away as being sentient, period. Oh, you don't even have a set? Yeah, the only thing I've got is that hidden satchel that I, I described. Well, then he's even more confused at the fact that this just random freaking mongoose hissed at him. And you successfully snip that little strap and as he turns to go along his way, questioning why there's this thing here, you have officially absconded with that of which was his. Okay, very good. So um, I jump into the aqueduct, and I imagine that I know the quickest route down into the marketplace. But along the way, I'm going to stop at like this like little muddy outcropping um, that uh, is kind of like a favorite little investigation spot of mine. You know that the, the aqueduct kind of just piles up and kind of naturally rolls up right there to open up and see what I just got, and maybe if I can. Use it for some bargaining, for some artificer equipment later on. Um, if I need to straight up buy something, of course, it's never the preference, but you never know what might happen. So what what I got? Okay. Uh, 
Well, as you turn this thing inside out, practically just taking your time to look through it, you find a credit stick uh, that has 20 credits still clipped to it. Uh, so how many credits do I have? Is that it? Well, yeah, I imagine that is it. What my what I left walked out the door with. Yeah, yeah. So at the moment, you have 20 credits on you. Uh, you have in there was his daily rations. So you had you stole his lunch. Oh, I'm gonna snack on that. Uh, some like dried jerky and just kind of basic food, but eh, it tastes pretty good. Uh, and you. <laughs> Uh, and there was a ring in there, uh, made of silver. Probably his wedding ring that he doesn't wear when he's working. Hmm. I'm gonna look at that and I'm going to kind of turn it over my hands and inspect it. I want to see what kind of quality of silver is. I mean, is this, is this good silver to maybe be able to use in Ooh. tinkering sword stuff? Or is this that cheap stuff? Make an intelligence check. It all keeps Ooh, yeah, 23. 23. Uh, observing the metal and just kind of feeling the weight, you know, to its size in your very sensitive mongoose hands, you find that it's about half silver and about half zinc. Properly melted down, you could probably take half of it, but honestly, it's probably worth more to sell. I chuck it in the aqueduct. And you yeet it. <laughs> Never for anyone to see it again and for one very confused half-orc to go home and try to explain to his wife. <laughs> Very good. Well, there you have it. What do you do now, Sir Gaskar? Well, I've got 20 credits to spend, so uh, naturally I'm going to the, the, the marketplace here. You make your way through the rest of the Swarf District into the Pinfeather District. This is where all the highfalutin types and merchants do their business. And as you make your way to the center, known as the Buyer's Bows, you find yourself surrounded by shops. Most of them permanent buildings. Some of them are temporary, just being erected right now in the early wee morning. People and vendors getting ready for the daily, uh, daily grind of selling their wares. What are you looking for? I've got my special project that had gotten me my freedom all those years ago. And I know it works, but it's been kind of a little bit iffy. I, I think when I used it back then, like it, it was almost like it was a one shot, perfect use sort of thing. And it's been a little bit glitchy since. So I'm like, I know I'm looking for some quantum infusers and um, some other little, like, just some small gears, some good wiring, uh, basically things that make the um, the magic tech connection a lot more stable for uh, my little device. I guess I'm, I'm looking for things like that. Okay. And what's interesting is that is a shop that you know well, and it is known as the Tech Top Shop. Good old Tech Top. And what's funny is as you begin to make your way there, just skulking through the rest of the crowds, you see someone leaning up against the kind of the right side of the shop, just kind of eyes going left and right, observing the crowd. And you recognize this individual, this tanned elven man with this crazy shock of white hair. Bartholomew! <laughs> yes, you see Bartholomew Juggler, a fellow thief just kind of moseying around on the side of the tech top shop, observing the daily people about their business. So, uh, I'm, there's a part of me that goes, ah, it's him. Oh, it's him. Um, <laughs> hmm. um, 
did, did you notice when I took that that copper coil off that last thing that he had me make for him? Really needed that. <laughs> that was worth a lot of money. That wasn't a regular copper coil, and he, he certainly didn't need it for that invisibility switch he wanted me to make for him. Like, you don't need copper coiling for that. Like, come on, dude. But yeah, he gave me supplies and he told me to make him something. And so I made him the stuff out of supplies and kept the scraps. I'm going to do, I'm going to attempt to make just eye contact with him to try and like gauge how he might be feeling about me on today. Okay. Just waiting for his eyes to finally make its way back over you. He kind of settles on you for just, just the briefest moment. And kind of as his eyes pass over you, he gives a small nod and a smirk just kind of curls at the edge of his lips and then he kind of settles it back down. To be clear, he smirks because I have stood up on my back feet, not wearing any clothing. And I am kind of wiggling around just a little bit. Okay, at that, you definitely see him crack more of a smile and his eyes that were trained on the crowd and you've known them to be well-trained thieving eyes that are so laser focused on his goal, just kind of trail off into the sky and just start shaking his head lightly. <sighs> All right. And so I, the thought comes to my mind that I kind of want to make him just a little bit jealous now that I've got his full attention and we seem to be on good terms. Um, and so I want to do the cute mongoose act and like try and get like a, a, a well-to-do lady's attention. Uh, you know, because the ladies just can't reach this. The cute mongoose with the soft conditioned fur. It's like it takes showers or something. And, uh, you know, and they won't, they want to pick it up and pet it and it likes to snuggle in. And maybe, maybe this, the mongoose has got a reputation in the square for being kind of a little bit friendly. As I get close, I find that Magic Tech empowered, you know, necklace that they might have. I'm pulling the cute mongoose act. All right. So as you start pulling this, roll a performance check. All right. Let's see. I'm not good at that. <laughs> roll high, roll high. Seven, seven. Uh, you're kind of rolling on your back. You're sopping wet and, you know, yeah. getting a little muddy and people walking by you are kind of giving you a little bit more of a wide berth. Uh, one person just kind of vaguely recognizes you. Just like a, is, is that? No. Was it? And just kind of goes by and no one really stops to. Was it, was it the orc? It wasn't the orc. It was a, a small middle-aged human woman who just... When I when I catch eyes with her, I just kind of, I just, you know, roll my head side to side. Roll, roll a persuasion check. Wait, no, roll a history check first. Oh, a history check. Okay. Yeah, I suppose that might um, determine something. I, yeah, yeah. Fifteen. Okay. She's your neighbor. Uh, she lives about two doors down, two houses down. <laughs> and Oh, I definitely roll my head side to side. As, as you do that, and she definitely stops, uh, she seems to be carrying in her arms like some flowers and kind of turns around and takes a few steps forward towards you and just like, uh, Gaskar, is that you? Hey, how's it go? How's it go? 
I want to be perfectly honest. You are aware you are just rolling around on the ground in the middle of the square, right? Oh, this pavement feels so good. I had an itch right in. Can can you can you get that itchy spot right between the shoulder blades for me? Her manicured fingers just kind of clutch the flowers just a little bit more. She kind of sheepishly stands up and I'm sorry, Gascar. I'm going to leave the pavement to do its job. Uh, I will be seeing you around. Uh, Dinner on Saturday, right? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, let's put a pin in that and put some clothes on, please. Oh, well, yeah. Clothes is... I just come out like this for the market. <laughs> I will be seeing you. Have a nice day. And she just kind of turns and begins to try to like expediently walk. And at one point, one of her heels kind of cracks as she does. And she almost falls to the ground and like, dang it. In which case, I continue to roll around, but this time because I'm laughing. And then I get up and I scurry over to Marco. <laughs> uh, who by this point, fist on the ground, <laughs> tears streaming from his eyes, laughing. And it's just... Uh, not one of your better performances, my friend. Eh. I, I took the aqueduct route here. It usually doesn't pay off, but I figured it'd get a good laugh. Uh, obviously you did, but needless to say, at least you are here on business. Hmm. I'm always on business. What can I do for you? I need something made. I was hoping to stop by here to see if this owner of this shop would be able to do what I want. But unfortunately, not everyone shares your vision. Uh, hmm. this, well, what, what do you need? I need a device made. One that allows one person to... Persuade another a little easier. Oh, you're talking just a, a are you talking like a a temporary mind control charm sort of thing? Or are you talking like um, you need you need to like have your voice modulated in a way that matches up with their brain waves so that you seem more alluring to them? Like what sort of thing are you are we talking about? What what angle here? Uh, actually, matter-of-factly, I was going more along the lines of just a weapon I could show someone and then they leave me alone. Oh, that's boring. You say it's boring, but I want this to be something that I could show any guard, and the guard, he would look at it and say, Hmm, that definitely looks like something that could make my day very, very bad, and I'm going to walk away. Are you thinking, like, dagger style? Like, tell me more about style of it. Because, I mean, I, you, you say just make an intimidating weapon. You know, pulling out a gun can be intimidating. Like, what, what kind of, like, do you want this to be a sword? Do you want this to be um, uh, a shuriken? Like, what do you want, man? I want this to be preferably a firearm of some sort. I would very much desire for it to run off of Magitech, as it is supposed to be a very short term and very uh, rarely used object. I feel I can foot the bill for allowing it to run off of it. 
ooh, I have, I have an idea. What about a gun that, it looks more like a gun, but it, it, that's just how you aim it. And it teleports a caltrop into their calf or wherever you want it to be. As long as it uh, looks the parts, then... I mean, you could always fire a test demonstration into their bag or something and have it then, you know, point it, or maybe just into their glove, you know, it's just, it pierces a finger a little bit, it becomes real uncomfortable, mm. but they know it's there. And it would run off a cantrip drive, so, you know, you can afford that test fire. I like it. I like it quite a bit, actually. Do you, do you have a... This make this becomes real easy if you've got two guns that are magic tech enabled that I can like then I don't have to come up with the parts and um, a magic tech drive actually make it two magic tech drives um, and then I can just make some cow traps like that you know I can maybe go fetch that wedding ring that I ditched earlier out in out of the creek and um, make the cow trap out of that you know like I can make it out of anything. All right. Uh, you see his eyes kind of start darting around and kind of ushers you a little bit closer to, like, the uh, the alleyway next to it. Get a little bit more out of earshot. And what's interesting here is that you've known Marth- Bartholomew for a long time. You've known him for pulling larger jobs. You've known him for being able to put together these large, intricate plans and executing them. You haven't known him to need any kind of, like, personal defense or weapons making before and you also kind of get the sense that he wants it to look intimidating because he doesn't necessarily know how to use a weapon okay so am i getting kind of like the vibe that something is up here like i he shouldn't be pulling me into an alleyway he should just be giving me the things that i'm asking for like is that our relationship like he's so good at sleight of hand like he's like Oh, yeah, 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 here, and, like, just gives it to me, and I go scampering off? Or is this seem like he's trying to set me up? In the past, as you and Bartholomew have worked together, he hasn't been known to dink over you or to undercut any of the people who he's worked with. Uh, and what's interesting is this is one of the few times that you're able to actually read him very well, and he actually looks concerned and or scared okay okay so there are a few things that i would like to do i always have alarm just ready to go as a ritual it's like one of those things that i i prepare very first thing in the day like we didn't talk about it earlier because it is just like i i always do it and before going out into this alleyway i want to set that off so that i've got a a wide perimeter i also am going to be ready to cast expeditious retreat at a moment's notice because this is super fishy like, okay dude usually just like he's usually not you know at all sort of like scared of anything like mm-hmm. uh he's always he's so careful that he's got a piece about him and seeing that that is disrupted is got me more on edge than ever Call it my animal instincts or what what have you. But I ain't just going into the alleyway kind of willy-nilly. You set up the alarm and he lets you do so. It takes a little bit of time, but he knows this. Uh, he knows what this means and he knows that this is acceptable behavior from someone like you. Uh, setting up the alarm and preparing everything. He kind of takes a breath and seeing a little bit of the suspicion on you, I'm sure. Just kind of raises his hands and it's been difficult. 
fault uh, with the rising tensions of the Reinhardts, the Deodovan, and even the Selenaras. Pulling large-scale jobs recently have brought an unwanted attention on me. Do you have heat on you right now? They're not on my tail as of yet, but in the way of I can no longer work the way I have. I have officially been shunted out of my work, and I am not happy about that. And Are you sure you're not being followed? Because, dude, you're acting super sketchy. I'm... They haven't discovered my identity yet. They're on their way to doing so. But they're not on me yet. That I can assure you. I would not put you in danger because of that. But I fear that forces that I don't understand are being put in motion to stop me. Hey, hey. So you have the supplies I asked for on hand. I don't have them on hand. I know, like, I, I, I came, I gave you a list of things kind of on the spot. I'm sure you need to go acquire them, but do you just happen to have a couple of firearms and some magic tech drives? I have drives, but I, I don't use firearms. I don't, I don't use weapons. I don't deal in weapons. I make the plans. I'm the one who steals things. I'm the one who gets in and gets out without getting caught or having to draw a weapon. All right. All right. All right. All right. What I need you to do, go into Tech Top or go to somebody else, buy a couple of guns, and put them in our stash spot. All right. That I can do. Okay. I'm I'm dipping now because I know we're shady. We, we are shady, but this is shady. I'm out. And I go scurrying off. <laughs> I don't even give him a chance to say goodbye. What is your passive perception? Twelve. Twelve. As you're, as you exit the alley, the only words you're able to pick up is a parting word then. Beware in bronzed men. Beware bronzed men. Okay. All right. So at this point now, I am like sketched out. I, I was going into tech top originally, but I ain't no more. Uh, my fire, my flight or fight or flight instinct has fully kicked in and it is ignoring the fight half of this. It okay. is get it is GTFO. OK, uh, it's about that time that your alarm goes off in your head. Someone has gone down the alley that wasn't designated by you. It could be anyone. How far away from it am I now? You're about. 80 feet from it. Okay, I'm casting Expeditious Retreat and using um, my dash action on repeat. Okay. You flee the area to the surprise of some of them who suddenly just see this black flurry of fur just zip by their feet. You're able to successfully make your way back to your uh, back to your house? Are you making your way just somewhere safe? Yeah, I, I figure we were being watched. If they knew what alleyway he went into, like, then that meant that they were watching at least long enough to know that he was talking with me. At least that's the thought that's going through my mind. So I am, uh, I've, I've kind of probably gone through a few aqueduct 
um, places that I, I know and I love. And um, I've probably gone to a what I think to be at least is a, a good hiding spot um, in Aqueduct, uh, which has a, a good escape route kind of into a longer tunnel that kind of leads to a few streets down. But it's also like there's a bridge that goes over me. And I'm kind of, you know, the troll under the bridge, if you will. Usually what I do is I, I wait for somebody to walk over that I've spied out as probably being a good mark. But in this case, I'm using it as a spot to look for any burly people who look bronzy. Waiting there for for a good long while. Uh, you just see kind of the, the basic hustle and bustle. It doesn't seem to have any any bronze. I mean, you see, you do see several oxen go by, which are kind of bronzed men or bronzemen. They're they're the creations of the Deodovan. They're just practically robots. They're not necessarily anything like complicated. They're just almost given like in their systems a set of like tension wires that allow them to walk and move and do things and they're not necessarily they don't think or do things on their own they're just given a deodovan who kind of walks into a place who sets up what they're doing and then they go and they pick whatever it up and follow them those things have quantum infusers in them though don't they they have something very similar to them yes i i mean everything in me wants to like the hide but I so desperately need a quantum infuser. Okay. Okay. Like I, I, I want to hide, but is this where my kleptomania gets the better of me? Okay. Roll a perception check first. Um, that is a sixteen. Sixteen. All right. Well, what is actually good in your favor in this particular instance? The Deodovan, who was supposedly with them, has hurried ahead with the three other ones that he's shepherding at the moment. The one that you caught, that caught your eye, is falling behind. It seems to not be able to keep the pace of the other ones, and they are quickly leaving it behind at the moment. It seems to be carrying a small case of what may be flowers or something simple, but they don't seem okay. to have noticed you. I've brought my head up above just to, to, to see that. Like, mm-hmm. And to anybody who's maybe paying attention to this mongoose up against the wall, you know, which is not necessarily a rare sight. I mean, like we're by an aqueduct. There might even be another mongoose in the area. Like, right. Yeah, but they might see like my tail twitching like little bits and see my back claws kind of like wiggling around and going, that is a twitchy mongoose. Okay. (laughs) If there's anybody watching. Um, But better judgment is telling me like, I really need to lay low, but I could do it. You've been wanting to fix this thing for quite some time. Roll a wisdom saving throw. Oh, that's not going to do it. That's a two. A two? No, man, no, you got this. You could totally do this. Quick in and out. All right, this will be like five seconds. I, I, okay, okay. Oh, I'm totally using like dash action after dash, dash action. Like I am a speedy little mongoose. Within six seconds, you have gained on this oxen who is just moving along. Okay, 
So obviously I am I am not just trying to like thief something off of it. I'm trying to get into the underbelly hatch, which is where you get into kind of the deeper mechanisms where you actually get into its bolts and its wiring harnesses and, and that sort of thing. Well, what's funny about it is that that hatch is just its back. Honestly, oxen, very simple to make. A lot of gears, a lot of screws, and honestly, not a lot of people mess with them because not a lot of people know what to do with them. So, honestly, it is not that hard to get into the nitty gritty of this guy. Is it easy enough to just open that hatch and like, is it is it big enough for me to actually slip inside that cavity? Because I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm three feet head to tip of tail, and I'm probably pretty darn skinny. I, yes, you are small enough to be able to slip into this. Should you make a sleight of hand check? Oh yeah, that that that's a twenty-five, sir. Twenty-five. Okay, I will count that as well as your stealth in doing this because you do it so efficiently. You just come up behind this thing. Pop, pop, pop. It kind of opens up just a little bit. You quietly slip inside and close it behind you. Uh, There's enough kind of radiant light coming in from the various cracks of, you know, the thing as it's walking that you're able to see all of the kind of inner workings of it. You have to kind of move your head from a couple different gears moving. And oh, I met I've I've known that there was an item of covet like. I know, I know the mechanisms of this thing. Like I, I've known my targets, my potential targets, so I know exactly where this thing is, and I'm getting to work on it. Make a tinkerer's tools check. Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, it's not terribly difficult to actually find in this particular infuser that you have been going after. You do find that it is being powered by a Magitech drive. Ooh, yoink. What, what, what level? What level? First level. Okay, yeah, yoink. Uh, it seems as though the oxen are not entirely mechanical. Being designs and makes of the Deodovin, not a lot of people are privy to their internal workings as they're also shepherded and chaperoned. I mean, this ain't my first time in an ox. This is fair. Uh, but as you pull that off, you also do feel yourself stop. No, shoot, 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 Do I have the items in hand? Uh, you do have both items in hand. Okay. Um, I am now regretting not coming out in my full gear because I do not have my little button. Mm-mm, you do not. Ah, man. Okay, I'm going to gently try and push on the door to see if there's, like, not enough to open it, but just enough to try and feel if there is, like... A hand on it. Okay. Um. There's no one touching it. Okay. All right. I'm going to jump out of this thing and, you know, continuing to use that dash action as long as I can do it and continue trying to GTFO. You yeet out of it. And as you do, you do catch the Deodovan who is uh, chaperoning these. His head just kind of turns back just a little bit. And just cocks slightly at the uh, unmoving oxen. Doesn't seem to notice you at all. You just seem to have seen it. So he knows something's gone wrong. But he doesn't suspect any kind of foul play probably. Ah, as you make your expeditious retreat. You make your way through everything. Uh, Where are you heading now? Okay, so uh, 
this point, I think I'm going to make my way to, I'm going to go back to my house because I'm starting to get a, getting a little bit freaked out, but um, I want to retrieve my button. Okay. And, and then after that, if I've got my, my pick of things, I want to get to a spot where um, I can see the drop-off spot with, that I usually have with my friend. And I just kind of want to camp out. Okay. And you do so. You make it back okay, grab your stuff. Oh, and I, I definitely grab my hunting rifle. Like, I'm suiting up. Like, at this point, I am I'm not trying to sneak around, like, as an ordinary mongoose. You make it to the drop-off point. I don't want to physically check it at this point, um, but I want to I want to be observing and looking around to see if anybody else is observing this spot. Okay. Make a perception check. Ooh, there we go. Uh, 23. 23. As you sit and wait, and wait, and wait, no one comes no one no one has come to set up and watch at the moment no one has shifted no one's looking and you've checked you've checked pretty much every spot around here you know exactly where someone would be hiding in order to keep an eye on here they're all empty okay i want to check for some traps around in case like you know like they've set up their own alarm sort of thing okay make an investigation check 17 17. Uh, you have your own set of traps set up. Uh, they're all well and good. Uh, everything is as it should be. So far, no foul play has happened. You don't see any any traps or any anything malicious so far. Okay. I'm going to pull out my, my tinkering tools, and I'm going to begin what almost just looks like etching in on the pavement. But uh, as a, if anybody were truly looking at what I'm doing, they would see that there is a magic tech drive that has a line connected to the end of this tool and a little bit of juice is coming out and I am writing in the runes to do uh, detect magic and to see if there is any magical perhaps traps or you know something of that nature in the area. As you cast, Detect magic. Several of the things on your own being pop up, just the various Magitech drives that you have. And you also do get a sense of some Magitech drives behind you. At the moment, no active wards or anything, but you do sense moving magical presences coming towards you. First things first, I am going to put down grease between me and the the person. Well, as you turn around to, to make the... Uh, eye contact with the ground in order to cast the spell. Grease does, in fact, bubble up from beneath the cobblestone and coat the area of which you notice Bartholomew. Stop for a moment at the figure there, also realize it's you, and then stop and realize his foot is also not just on stone, and then realize that his feet are both also in the air, and the box of things he had is now flying all over the thing. And then you see him cover his head as you see two pistols clatter out of them and just kind of rest beside him, one of the barrels kind of sliding dangerously close to his head, and then he quickly pushes it aside. (laughs) Were you followed? Uh, no. Were you? I don't think so. All right. I'm going to do kind of like a grease slide. Come right up over to him. I'm going to collect the 
the pistols and uh, and the two Magitek drives that I requested of him. <sighs> yes, I got everything you requested for my weapon to be made. Uh, you know the point of our drop spot is to, you know, put it there and wait for the other person to leave before you come in and pick it up. Dude, you got me so sketched out. I, I thought for sure you were some sort of, like, pursuer, and I was attempting to put up something between me and them for me to get away. But to my great delight, it was you. Oh, Gascar. Your mind is one of the greatest I have ever known, and yet you always thwart everything I try to just piece together as a normal interaction. You are welcome. But anyway, I was actually approached by someone shortly after you left. Yeah, I, I know that. And I was, uh, that's what's got me really sketched out, dude. Like, what is going on? Well, it will put your mind at ease to know it was just a passerby who was asking why a mongoose shot out of a alleyway and was honestly curious. <laughs> uh, and what did you tell them? The fact that there's a very strange mongoose who likes to play pretty and lay down and have people scratch his belly around here. Oh, thanks for having my back. Thank you. Never know. You never know when somebody's gonna. It's like. Oh man, there's a cute little mongoose around here who I can give some scritches to. You're very welcome. And it will also delight you to know that upon request of this weapon and being finished, I have now officially changed my vocation. Okay. But we're still on, right? I mean, you're going to give me some... I suppose we need to talk about this earlier because I was... We, we got some credits lined up, right? Yes, though the weapon will be paid for. Everything will be fine. It's just jobs, thieving, all of the professional aspect of that I am stepping out of. You sound like you need a little bit of mongoose charm. I have found a place that will take me in and also protect me from those who may be hunting me soon. I am going to join one of the guilds of the guild hall of hopel dude are you trying one of the guilds yes to be honest they have the man who came by was a guild member i have observed them for quite some time and you and i have both stolen some very interesting objects off of guild members oh, in the past oh this is your angle you're yeah. seeking to go Okay, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Join a guild, get close to the people that are there, and yoink their survival stuff. And then they die in the rapture and get up and out with all their stuff. And Yes, it has been known quite often for people to lose their lives down there and their weapons and armor and various aspects that they had on them become the rightful uh, possession of they who possess it next and to be 100% honest the protection would be nice as the guild hall is separate from all the other factions here and if it lets me make more money than I am at the moment with less danger and more protection at the moment I'm I do believe that I've found my next job, if you know what I mean. 
but I would still be requiring the pistol because they won't take me in just a two bit off the street. I have to be able to at least provide something or protect myself. Do you need this to actually be a little bit more functional to like kill? If if you wouldn't mind, I would actually prefer something a little more oomph to it. I at first thought this was just going to be something to scare people, so I didn't have to shoot it. But now apparently I'll actually have to start killing things with it. But I mean, if you want a knife, I can I can give you like maybe a knife built into the handle that you can pull off and like throw. That would be quite fantastic, actually. Okay, that, that's simple. That's just adjusting the handle to have a removable bit that's sharp fantastic you fled also before i was able to warn you of the bronzed men yeah okay what are those because i was super sketched out obviously but now that i'm going into hiding in the guild hall i don't know anything about them i don't know if they even exist but the word is, is they're the ones tracking my work. They're the ones who have been on my scent. And the bronze men who I don't know exist or not is something that scares me. So I'm going underground. And that's that. And I would suggest you do something similar. This world is getting way too dangerous for common thieves like us. Bigger powers are starting to care about smaller and smaller things. And this is beginning to get into a world of strict law. And it's a mess. It's a mess. It's no good man's world anymore. It's a good thing you and I aren't good men. Hmm. Men of fortune. All right, man. Okay, I'll come, come swing by two days. Come, come find me at High Rock. And uh, we'll we'll I'll give you the weapon then. I don't want to use the same drop off spot twice in a row right now. And I think he would know that High Rock is also code for a, like don't actually go to the spot High Rock. We're going to the next spot down the way. Like we we've got an established code code system so that anybody who's listening might think to go to one spot, but actually. We know what we're talking about. He's he's probably going to, you know, the he's probably going to the the tavern spot that we like to hang out at. Right? Like that's that's the spot. We're going to the tavern, really. Okay. Very good. Well, he nods his head and payment will be issued upon delivery of item as usual. Mm-hmm. And have a good day, Gascar. Good night. And I immediately scurry away. Obviously not running over the grease. As he goes, you do hear him (laughs) kind of reassert himself and continue on. Yeah, I think it's been a couple of days later. I've 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 worked on the weapon. I've got it done. It functions exactly like I I talked about. It's got a very simple teleportation as long as it's within like, say, like 30 feet you know, is this range like it's putting that caltrop, you know, where you want it. But then there's also the, uh, but it's got a, a a double barrel on it, and it just fires, you know, a bullet or whatever projectile, magical in nature that you want, and you can put in a magic tech drive that inserts in the bottom of the handle, uh, um, so that it's not clunky and in the way. You just shove it in, 
Um, and you can inject it out right there. And then one of the scales of the handle can just be kind of slid down, like popped off by pressing a little button on it and it pops off and it unveils a throwing knife. Granted, that's one time use unless he wants to pick up another one. So I've probably made a couple of additional scales for him. Okay. Okay. So you meet up at your true drop drop spot. I've got a beer waiting for him on the table. <laughs> nice. And as you uh, hang out there for a little bit, have your beer, uh, make sure everything's working and everything's proper, everything's good. Check it again. Drink your beer. Check it again. Man, where is this? Where is this guy? Can he finally get found out? He's got ten more minutes. He ain't here in ten minutes. I'm drinking his beer and I'm out. Ten minutes go by. Well, I slam back his beer. I'm probably a little bit tipsy because when I buy a beer for myself, I buy a mongoose appropriate sized one, but I ain't letting the coin go to waste. So I just slam his full grown, you know, elf sized beer down. And I'm probably just slightly intoxicated in maybe another 10 minutes here. I'm probably going to be wasted. So I'm getting out of there as fast as I can while I still have good mobility. Okay. Uh, where are you going? I am aiming to go home. Okay. I'll roll a constitution saving throw. So that's a 14, though. Oh, 14 is fine. Yeah, you're able to make your way to home after, you know, stopping off at your neighbor's house on accident. And I just stumble into my house. Okay. And there you have it. You lay down and you fall asleep once again to milky white mists in an endless horizon.